Hello and welcome to another edition of the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast, a place to swing by for a brief moment for some stories, news, and things to ponder. It's a place to take a small pause from your busy day. So grab yourself a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a pop, as we like to call it here in the North Country, and kick back for a moment and take a breather. Back in September, after 25 years of being a registered nurse, I decided it was time to retire. It was with much thought and fear and anxiety and number crunching and lots of prayer that I turned in my resignation. There was no turning back. The day before I retired, my son and family from North Carolina drove up to visit and to spend three weeks with us while he was working at a job in Minnesota. He and his wife, five kids, ages 5 to 15, and their dog Tiger packed into their Suburban and made the trek north. Between backpacks, pillows, and sleeping bags, you could barely see the kids buckled up underneath all the stuff. So we made preparations to keep them here at the house. Along with them, our daughter and family lived downstairs here with their eight kids, ages 1 to 14, their dog Tack, and two kittens. For anyone keeping count, that's me and the love of my life, our three dogs, my son with eight and their dog, and my daughter with ten and their dog and two kittens. A grand total of 20 people and five dogs and two kittens under one roof for three weeks with two bathrooms, two washers and dryers, and mainly the one kitchen we would use upstairs. But there would be more at the house during the day and for the field trips and getting together. You see, my daughter and son married siblings from another family, so along with them are two more families, making the grand total over 40 last count. We always count them in as they have no grandparents on that side of the family. They had died early in life. The first meal together, we decided we definitely needed to organize a plan for mealtime. There was no way we could feed so many all at once. Luckily, it was summer and much of our time was spent outdoors. We gathered all the lawn furniture, picnic tables, chairs, anything we could find that you could sit on or use as a table. We even used some stumps from the woods. Our front yard looked more like a state park picnic area than a residential yard. We're fortunate to live in the country with not many people around us. The kids could run and make noise and not get into trouble. But back to the mealtimes. We decided to eat in shifts, feeding the youngest little ones and then the older ones and finally the adults or anyone who had missed the first two rounds. While it worked well, we seemed to always circle back to the little ones who had finished their meal a few hours earlier and now they were looking for a snack before their bath and bedtime. Usually by 7, 7.30 though, the kitchen was cleaned and was never really closed. The teens would watch the baseball game, Minnesota Twins, and then afterwards would have a late-night snack of bagels or cereal. But they had been instructed to clean up their mess, and they complied. Usually they would settle then down into their designated sleeping areas. Sleeping areas. Well, we had a tent pitched on the upper deck off the family room where the kids would rotate sleeping. Three couches upstairs, a cot for the 15-year-old who was a night owl, and the rest slept downstairs in their cousin's bedrooms. Eventually, the tent got folded up when the evening rains and mosquitoes invaded the tent because the 10-year-olds forgot to zip it shut. The days were filled with going places and meeting up with the other cousins. We would load up a 15-passenger van and the 8-passenger Suburban along with another van if needed. The field trips involved packing lunches for 15 to 25 people, depending on who was going. 
Preteen and teenage appetites almost were the death of me. It was hard to keep up. We had two huge coolers, one with just sandwiches, one with fruit, and a bags of chips, snacks, and such. Each day when the love of my life came home from work, he would stop and pick up four loaves of bread and two to three gallons of milk every day. Suppertime meals were also mass productions of hot dishes, salads, and lots and lots of pasta to fill them up. I can honestly say that after feeding that many people, it was a miracle that everyone filled up and no one walked away hungry. In our family, when a child turns 13, we celebrate and we have a blessing night of food and cake and fun. And those that are 13, they're prayed for that they grow into the person that they're meant to be in the eyes of God. It has become a rite of passage in our family and the kids each look forward to turning 13. This year we had five that turned 13. We had waited until we could all be together on one of the last evenings and had a big cookout of hot dogs, chips, s'mores, and a special cake for the 13-year-olds. The cake was beautifully decorated, and it said, Bless the children, pray for the parents. The person at the bakery had to ask twice what we wanted it to say, and as she wrote it down, she was laughing the whole time. That night was filled with 40 people praying for the 13-year-olds. A feast of campfire food, a field of loud, cheering kids playing ball out by the cornfield. Older ones sitting and helping little ones cook their s'mores to perfection. And me, realizing as I watched it all, I have such an incredibly cool life. By the time the three weeks were up, I was into a whole new routine of waking up early, visiting with the early risers, and making breakfast for 20. Then I would sit and rock a little one and read them a story, maybe even hit a few balls out in the field to the kids out back. I would watch the game on TV at night with the older kids, cheer right along with them, and eventually pass out in bed from exhaustion, a content, happy, and complete exhaustion. The kids have all left for home after three weeks, including my daughter and family moving into their new house. The state park yard was cleaned up and furniture put away and the campfire extinguished one last time. The basement is empty now of people and furniture and noise. Retirement had an unusual beginning, a full-blown three-week party, and only now does it feel real as I sit here in an empty house with the three dogs sleeping at my feet. There is two feet of snow on the ground and it's three degrees outside. Today is quiet. And now to begin to plan all of the things I didn't have time to do when I was working. To start, I'm planning a trip to Arizona and California to see the kids and grandbaby that weren't able to make it out in September. When will I go? How long will I be gone? Whenever I want and as long as I want. After all, I'm retired. You've been listening to the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. We're happy and honored you've taken the time from your busy day to give us a listen. If you've enjoyed spending this time together, please feel free to tell your family and friends to stop by and give us a listen. Feel free to also leave us a message here and subscribe to the Solid Rock Minnesota podcast. You can also visit us at www.solidrockminnesota.com. Until next time, may you be surrounded by life, love, laughter, and those who truly know you. Take care and many blessings.